0: All right, so we are recording. Uh, it's been a long road to set up this podcast. Tonight I have JT Donahue in place of John Banks, in place of Ben McDowell, in place of...
1: <laughs> How you doing, I mean, JT? What we got? Pretty good. How about yourself, man? Uh, so I am
0: forgot to introduce myself. I'm Ben Osman. <laughs> it looks like ass man if you find Who is me. You? Yeah, you'll, you'll see a bodybuilder on Google, Facebook, whatever.
1: Um, so I mean, this- I, I probably take up the place of all those guys just because of how big I am. So it works out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Ben McDowell was on with us, it was, we were going to broach, uh, or breach the uh, weight capacity. <laughs> <laughs> so he is a, a guy I know from Tampa. Um, I reached out to him for dynasty football and he's like, hell yeah, I'm in. Um, and he's a big Ben too. So they used to call him Big Ben. I was like, wait, I've never been in a place where I'm not Big Ben. And they're like, well, he's got you. I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, tonight we have the discussion on dynasty com, dynasty sup podcast, and our dynasty sup league. What? What is sup with you? <laughs> yeah. Sup, bruh. Sup bro is another thing, uh, and you can <laughs> just call me Sup bro if you want. We uh we're hoping to support and supplement all of you fantasy football players out there in understanding uh, what dynasty football is. Um, it is not your homemade. Hey, get everybody at work to play with us. It's not casual in that if you blow something up, it doesn't cost you three years later because it might. Dynasty means you own your team at the end of the season. What you do today, what are we in? July 10th? It's 10th yes. or 11th? So July 10th, most of you guys know the NFL season starts in September. What the heck are we doing talking football in
1: July for? <laughs> um, we're that bored in America because no one watches the World Cup. Ooh, I watched the World Cup,
0: but uh it's funny because as I'm discussing this logo, <laughs> I don't you've seen some snippets of the logo I'm working on. Um yes, eventually sir. we want to get this on YouTube with the logo in the background and fancy stuff, but it's a process. So I submitted it to a Design Crowd and I literally put American football and eight out of nine logos that came back, Soccerball. soccer. Yes. I'm like all right, I literally said American football, but <laughs> design crowds beautiful until you have language barriers as with most things.
1: So yeah. language barriers weird. It is. Like you, why can't we come up with some sort of universal language by now? I think we're all smart enough to. Well, uh, case in point,
0: fantasy football lingo what the heck is a PPR? Like what's a keeper? What are we talking about?
1: Why do I need to draft only once and then just a rookie draft every other year or every year?
0: Yeah, so uh, most of you fantasy footballers, you are used to what they call a redraft or seasonal. Um, You get with your friends, you pick about 15 players. Some people extend that to keeper league, which means you keep three to five, sometimes 10 if they're pushing towards dynasty mode. And when you do a keeper, have you played keeper before?
1: I have not played keeper. I was just going to ask you what what's like, is that like placing the franchise tag on a player for? <laughs> uh,
0: so keeper is almost dynasty, but it's not quite dynasty. Dynasty, if you roster 25 next year, all 25 of those are yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeper, a lot of leagues will do the same conventional 15, but you will only keep three to five. Mm-hmm. So like your core. So if you draft Aaron Rodgers and like Ezekiel Elliott, You're not going to lose them next year. And everybody then knows, hey, this guy's got Rodgers and Zeke. So it it allows you to have longevity um, and also tradition. So it does add that element. The other interesting thing is if you draft, case in point, like Jordan Howard, some leagues he was going in the 13th round last year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the season, when you decide your keeper, do you keep Zeke, who you drafted in the first round, or do you keep Jordan Howard, who you drafted in the 13th round? Because you lose that round if you keep him there. So, if you drafted Jordan Howard in the 13th, you're going to keep him rather than Zeke because uh, RB12 at the 13th round, dude, that's value all day. Sure. So – you know, that's, that's keeper decisions. Uh, opposite of that, here in Dynasty, we have way more decisions than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, um, it seems like your first initial draft of a Dynasty League is the most important thing you can do besides maybe a trade later on in the year, um, which, I mean, that, that trades are huge no matter what, but your first initial draft is huge. Um, so I'm in a weird spot with that.
0: Good I o- I always side with the draft can set you up, but it's not the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can make trades and all that, but it is way more impactful in dynasty because if you don't draft chips or players that guys want, you don't have trade pieces either. And usually dynasty, like in our league, uh, I set us up with 25 man rosters, uh, so we're 12 team, 25 man rosters. What you don't want to do is get into 18 leagues.
1: Do you know why? Why do I do I not <laughs> 18 leagues? If
0: if you ever play in an 18 league, it is literally everybody has an all star team. There's like no depth moves. There's nothing.
1: Everybody. So, so it, everyone has like the number one guy on every team. Right,
0: and Or or you don't, and then you're behind the eight ball. Like, mm-hmm. And you're going an eight-team or a 10-team league, just so you guys know, is to obviously um, obtain the elite. Do anything and everything you can to obtain the elite. If you're in a 10-team league and you do not have two elites in every position, you're not going to win the championship.
1: So two elites in every position. Every position.
0: Oh, so but I got Rodgers and Kamara. Okay, what else do you have? You're not going to beat a guy that has Zeke, Melvin Gordon. What was that? Something here. Uh, You're not going to beat a guy that has Zeke, Melvin Gordon, uh, Russell Wilson, and then they have Hopkins. Like, you're just not going to. So,
1: quick question. For, like, Russell Wilson, he's not – the biggest stat getter, let's say, like a Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, and even Tom Brady, is he more valuable in a dynasty league because um, it is for the long haul or depending on, you know, obviously numbers and stuff? Russell
0: Uh, Russell Wilson's always a top five quarterback because rushing – Fantasy football still hasn't figured out how to separate, like most of the apps, they haven't figured out how to separate quarterbacks rushing versus running backs rushing. So your Cam Newton's, your Tyrod Taylor's, your Deshaun Watson's, even Alex Smith.
1: Literally. (laughs) Mr. Average himself. (laughs) How is he a top
0: five quarterback? Because he runs. So uh, Russell Wilson, actually, in last year, his usage rate uh, or his percentage of the offense was like, from his rushing plus his passing, which is always high for a quarterback anyway, but it was was ridiculous. He carried the Seahawks last year. They had no running backs. All they had was Doug Baldwin, and they had Paul Richardson. And I don't even know how the Seahawks (laughs) survived.
1: Or how actually with that O-line.
0: Well, it's Pete Carroll, yeah. (laughs) If there were sanctions, he'd be leaving Seattle for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) we've all watched 30 for 30 that's yeah um but no so your dynasty draft decisions you're absolutely correct the and that's really our our next episodes draft strategy um where we're going to dissect like if you look at adp average draft position if you go to websites like fantasy football calculator or dynasty league football um anything like that like or just google adp dynasty Mm -hmm. Uh, And and for all you listeners at home, this is what I'm trying to do with this podcast is really just give you any and every resource I ever stumble across so that we can level the playing field. Like JT's familiar with sports. He's played casual redraft league, but he's not delved into Dynasty like I have. So in our league, we're going to use the Dynasty sub league, all 12 of us, um, as examples. And we're going to talk strategy. Like I'm going to give away... My Secrets, and it's going to cost me some trades. (laughs) Because I'm going to be listening. (laughs) (laughs) For of the 12, I'm hoping at least eight of our owners listen to it religiously.
1: (laughs) No no chance. There's 12. 1.2 yeah. 1.2 will be listening and that 1.2 includes yourself. <laughs> I will listen to it back when I edit it. Yes, that's correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but crap, I gotta, wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> got to get your numbers up, bro. Um, actually, in this league, I do, I, I do firmly believe like the 12 in our, I think all 12 will at least tune in here and there. And as we get deeper and our trash talk starts picking up and the guys participate, they're, like, they're at least going to listen to the episodes they come on. <laughs> It's
1: weird. That's like everyone loves the sound of their own voice, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know why I'm
0: doing YouTube when I have the face for a podcast, but (laughs) it's coming, people. (laughs) I'll keep the straight on profile instead of the side profile.
1: (laughs) Nobody needs to see that beak. I mean, everyone likes the sound of their own voice, asterisk, except if you do a podcast, right? Because then when you go back and edit it, it's kind of like, oh god i, hate I was myself.
0: i was gonna take that a step further but you like it if you're on a podcast you don't like it if you edit
1: if you're a guest <laughs> it's great oh yeah if you're editing oh yeah game over you but hate like, your life
0: i've had people like dude i had no idea that was even you they're like you don't sound like that in real life i was like i think the microphone thank you heel pro 40 brought to <laughs> you by heel pro 40
1: <laughs> hashtag sponsor yeah
0: but not um, really don't sue us for those interested or not so interested <laughs> while we talk about people listening to our podcast, I was involved with one of my friends on a life motivation podcast, A to B Connected and JT and John Banks. Uh, I actually met them through their podcast kind of like they were on <laughs> Instagram and they, they their friends knew my friends. They knew I had a store and they were trying to do a podcast too. Um, so they have the Beard Strong podcast. Check them out. Uh, cheap plug, but hey, support your friends, people.
1: Hey, if you want to hear more about the store, listen to the, or more about Ben's life as a wrestler, <laughs> check out Ben Asman's episode. There was
0: one episode that I listened to all the way through on Beard Strong,
1: and it was the one <laughs> I was on. <laughs> uh, we played to a particular crowd. Uh, you know, I'm not going to apologize for it. Dude, they were like, our
0: demographics checked out. Coral Springs spiked that week. <laughs> it was one guy,
1: one IP. <laughs> Ben felt terrible and less of a person after he did our podcast. So I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) I actually
0: wondered if I spoke too much on their podcast. (laughs) Oh, no, it
1: was fucking great. It was great. Take that out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to try to keep this family friendly. Uh, There's going to be some reactions that uh, I might blatantly curse based on how the season goes. Sure. Um, so yeah, dynasty is deeper than you ever think. We're talking commitment people. It's, uh, in my opinion, a lot of leagues fall or stay strong based on their commissioner. I could be biased since I'm a commissioner of like five leagues.
1: Is it the commissioner or is it the people doing it though? Because if there would be no commissioner without people in league did the chick did the chicken come first or the egg that's what we're I, talking about
0: yeah so i mean you definitely need people to commit but then you need people to stay right so absolutely dynasty is interesting because what do you do in year 3 when you've lost the first two years Like a You lot can't of people redraft are. a whole roster. Correct. <laughs> and so it's funny. I've now, since I've gotten deeper into this, I've joined so many little Facebook groups and uh, message boards.
1: Don't you think that's something you should save for next episode? Well, that's the draft strategy one, but yeah. Uh, but I do yeah. encourage all of you, seriously, <laughs> if you're on Facebook,
0: just go search. Search on Facebook is almost Google-ish, if Google-ish is a word. Um, And you look up dynasty football, there's a few good groups on there. And I kid you not every single day, there's like just these polls, polls upon polls about which player to take and all that. So that's the depths that you're going to go. So if you're on Facebook and you're tired of political stuff, at least get in on some football. (laughs) Some discussions get heated, but it's not like the politics stuff or negative Nancy
1: stuff. Oh God. At least like with the football stuff, it's like, Oh, I like the Dolphins. You suck, Patriots, even though they right. are clearly better. But with the politics, it just, like, gets so personal. And, like, it doesn't really get personal with football, which is why I like shit-talking with football.
0: With Dynasty, it kind of gets personal. So, like, case in point, our well, setup. Dep-
1: depends on the people, too. You know, if you're friends, you can get super personal.
0: Yeah. And, and that's if, the for me, that's the fun part is, like, I like all walks of life, and if you ever see my circle, you'd be like, this is a big bodybuilder, but like eight of those people should not even be this guy's friend. (laughs) But they are because people intrigue me in general. So if you look at our league, like we have all walks of life, and I did that on purpose because I enjoy that. I enjoy getting to know people, and I don't want all of us to be meatheads just trying to slug it out.
1: Out of sheer, um, I guess – like theory it's like you get to see everyone's uh practice and and I guess you know theory in how not maybe not how but like they drafted this way they play this way so how they play you get to see from different aspects of different people and by different I mean you know me as a a strong man you as bodybuilder uh John as a and so I, I'm salesman. Not, yeah. Yeah. Salesman well, who, who does say, some strongman lifting. Yeah. I was going to go into like lifting and that, that doesn't define a person, but you know, and, you and know, by the know. way, banks, I did not try to insult you there. I know you're getting stronger
0: and leaner, dude. Keep it up.
1: So hashtag keto life. Yeah, he's on it.
0: <laughs> uh, but that is funny. So in my other, in, in my family, uh, I guess for all intents and purposes, a lot of people call it a family or a friend league on their redrafts or seasonal. Um, there's some guys that refuse to trade with me because for five years, they've seen me like just wheel and deal. So case in point, when we're talking, does the draft make your team last year? I drafted David Johnson first. Everybody knows he went down with a wrist injury. He was gone. So all these other broadcasters and podcasts, they're all like, you lose two stars, you lose your season. I'm like, no, you don't. You know what happened to me? I was one in two and then I was two and four. I made moves upon moves. You know where I ended? Nine and five, and I won the conference. And, like, some guys are like, dude, I'm never trading with you again. I even knew you got the better side of me, and I still did because you're so persuasive. I'm like, listen, I don't try to swindle anybody because I need you as a trade partner next year. Oh, he- I literally don't, and that's part of the strategy, guys. Like, See? if you become that guy that has to win every trade, nobody's going to trade with you eventually.
1: See, here's the thing. If I go listen to your story, nope, not going to trade with you. I mean,
0: <laughs> but going back to the walks of life, just so everybody knows, I do negotiations for a living. Like I was a purchasing manager. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So when you start talking contracts and deals, that was what I, I did it for. Like in finance, I did it for seven years against attorneys. Like I'm, I'm, that's my profession.
1: So basically what you're saying is don't get into a league with you. <laughs> because for you the draft doesn't matter because you're just going to make these million dollars you should be working for like an nfl team right now as i'm a, working on it. i'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i hope the
0: podcast is avenue but like, dude this guy he, he's willing but you know it's funny because even you're though you're gonna work
1: the, for the cleveland browns and win a, and win a super bowl like in that movie dude that draft day that was movie. a great movie such a great movie it was a good movie but it's unrealistic because it's the cleveland
0: fucking browns Oh, I was going to say it's unrealistic because of the moves. I was like, wait till you see my draft.
1: <laughs> I was like, you can make it happen in fantasy land. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not real life though. Cause it, all he did was sweet talk people or talk them into stuff. Much like you say you do to your victims. Yeah. Victims. So here, here, but literally like, and you know this cause you've sat in the back
0: of my store and you've seen me straight up be so honest. I've talked myself out of sales. Yeah. Like, everybody knows I'm honest, so it's like, wait a second. Is he swindling me, or does he really think that? And I'm like, I always – like, oh. I I tell you what I think. That's it. <laughs> uh, automatically,
1: I, you're swindling me.
0: Right. I will straight up say, <laughs> yo, I'm not a big Mike Evans fan right now with Jameis Winston, but I'll give you XYZ if you want to get rid of him too.
1: Oh, man, that's going to be interesting.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I will explain your situation – and then I will offer you an out. And
1: here's, here's <laughs> the bad part is that you, you're technically you will not be wrong, and <laughs> you will not be wrong. Like you already get what? it. And like a couple of my friends is like, dude,
0: whenever you present stuff, you're usually like you present it in such a way that I almost be like, dude, he's not wrong. <laughs> I should take him up on this. He's helping me. <laughs> but then you gotta think, if I'm in your division, I'm not helping you. I nah. do not. By the way, are we in the same division? I forgot. No, you're in the West.
1: West Coast, West Side.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we're getting way into strategy already, Which,
1: but you can tell I love this stuff.
0: Nah, we're, just, shit, are,
1: we're just crap-talking you, bro. <laughs> and true. what to look out for in trades. If you're in my division, I am
0: not inclined to trade with you. I have to face you twice a year. If I JT is in the West, I face him once a year, I'm okay with that. And then I hope to beat you in the championships. Sure. Absolutely. Any trade partner out of my division, I am hoping to help you face me in the championship. And then I hope I beat you (laughs) because at the end of the day, your trade partners, both of you are looking to help your roster. Like just remember that. So if you're the guy that's always trying to shark somebody or your valuations are so far off, like if you look at the real NFL and this is how dynasties happen in one of my leagues, myself and two others like we've like we text each other every day about different football stuff the other owners that are staying silent they're not developing that rapport they're not getting to know what i need what i like so like if you look at the nfl who trades with who really the gms that used to work together
1: if you look at it
0: like was it ursa
1: i mean not to go back but like again that uh draft day movie that's it's everyone that he he, he knew who the rookie was. Yeah. yeah. Well, he also worked with those guys in some sort of either trade or deal or new. And it's not too far off of what goes on now.
0: Right. I mean, case in point, I have a trade pending in one of my uh, other leagues. And the guy even said, he's like, it stinks that we always share the same values and we want the same guys. And and he's 110% correct. He, You know, because that's not a good trade partner. So,
1: would you say this podcast is going to be about like also like setting up those trades or what trades to make, if you can make them. Um, And I guess dealing with trades, especially since you have a Monday night or all day, Sunday football, and then, you know, Monday and Thursday. So you get um, I guess maybe tips on who to trade for and how you can go about it.
0: Yeah, so um, the intent of this is to really supplement and support. If you guys are active on Twitter, find us at Dynasty Sup Guys. That's Dynasty Sup Guys on Twitter. Uh, Find us there. Ask us questions. I also started Instagram. Same thing, Dynasty Sup Guys. You can hit me up directly with anything you got. And not only do you have access to me, but I will put that to the other 11 owners and see what they say. So you have a panel right there. And you're going to get to know us over this podcast. Uh, the goal of the, the podcast and the YouTube and all that is to provide at least twice a week material Tuesday to review what went down and how you can look forward to the week. And then hopefully Friday or Saturday to to talk about your matchups and what you can look to do on Sunday. So, but I mean, as you can tell, we're already covering anything and everything. And that's kind of how it's going to be. I want to do uh design segments. Um, one segment I was going to be vulgar and call it just the tip,
1: <laughs> and but that was—I <laughs> appreciate your, your your innocence and like that's vulgar. <laughs> well, this is a
0: family show. The rest of you can figure it out if you got if you got little Ronnie in the back seat saying, "Daddy, what's the tip?" Just tell him it's advice, it's son. It's Everybody needs advice.
1: <laughs> give her the best advice you can give her. <laughs> Did you just, assent, just assume her gender? No, I assumed the
0: advice I would give to my wife later. <laughs> just the tip. Um, so anyway, what that was going to be is any of the owners, you guys are going to put me on the hot seat. Not, and by all means, I'm not claiming I'm the expert or anything. But I have a what theory. you kind of are. Well, I have a theory in my own life. I'm not saying I'm smarter than you. I just say I Google harder than you. And that's literally going to be one of my t-shirts because all you people ask questions, but you refuse to go to Google. Why? When I can ask the source. Right. And now like, and I I do believe in that too. Like there's so many false sources, but I'm always going to give you my best opinion. I'm not always going to say I'm right.
1: It's something that I, 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 as a quote unquote fitness professional, never shied away from is if you take the time out of your day to ask me instead of Google it because it's so much, it's literally easier to Google than to ask someone because you literally have to work up the nerve, type in a text, DM, what have you, to ask someone that you think is worthy of or, or has a, a really good answer. So I I feel it's, it's better off asking than Googling.
0: I appreciate like your... Humility in accepting that, like that, that that's <laughs> that's really a uh, accepting it from gratitude. Sometimes, unfortunately, I I accept questions out of annoyance rather than gratitude, so I need to work <laughs> on that uh, because I'm yeah. like, really, like, dude, you could have just looked that up. <laughs> but you're right; it took them more nerve to. A obviously, they trust me more than Google because they came to me; they didn't go to Google. Yeah, because they don't. If you preface it, be like, "Yo, I saw like." John, John, who will hopefully be with me on these podcasts, he will literally say, hey, I saw this. What do you think? That means he's already done his research and now he's coming to me. And I appreciate that more than just the generic,
1: hey. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember people, you are their research right. in, a, in a sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, like with bodybuilding and nutrition, I actually sell myself that way. I'm like, listen, whatever you're thinking to do, I probably already did in my 20 years of doing this. But, and now it's the same, like you have your job, you're training people and all that. Uh, I'm so deep on dynasty stuff that now my friends are coming to me. They're like, Ben, you probably already saw this. What do you think? <laughs> and, and it's really that it's like, where do you devote your time and interest? And sure. that's what we're hoping to do with this podcast that the, the hour that you have in the car, 30 minute commute, 30 minute back, you can listen to our podcast and hopefully glean some information from them and be like, Ooh, that helped me.
1: Sure, and uh, and the advantage you have over let's say like a ESPN reporter or whatnot is that you're not biased in the sense of you're not getting paid by someone to say something.
0: No, like my only motive is for my team to win, and then honestly, like, and this is how it always been with competition. I don't want to beat you if you suck. I want to beat you if you're awesome.
1: Oh, I love hearing that. You know what it's I mean? Like, like it's like going into like a competition. And be like, oh, you forgot your belt? I have mine. You need my elbow sleeves? Take correct. it because yeah. I'm going to beat you at your best.
0: Well, listen, what I, I said five fun. minutes ago, I said you're in the Western <laughs> Division. I hope to help you make it to the championship yeah. so I could beat you. That is Absolutely. my motto. I want everybody in our league to be like the best. I don't want to swindle a guy in a trade. In fact, I've had it where I've like. In, uh, I post review everything like in the back of my head I'm already questioning it like I have this deal out right now where I'm trying to uh trying to how do you even come about oh random question guys like hey what do you think of AJ Green I was like I'll take him depending on your offer because I'm in contention with the roster I have he's older so that's the thing in Dynasty older you get you, you see that tossed around a lot right like running backs, they last, oh, they only last three years. Well, the good running backs, like Melvin Gordon, Devontae Freeman, they've put up four to five straight years of good numbers.
1: Or at least above average for 10. Right. So, what do you mean years?
0: Or I hate to bring it up today because Shayda McCoy, uh, you know, <laughs> with, but he literally has been a top 10 running back for what, six, seven, eight years now? So, that, like, so when you talk years, In Dynasty, you should think in two- to three-year windows, just like how the NBA is going now. I know you've stayed up on that. Everybody's building to win for two years, and then they're looking to reset or to have max room for their contracts, et cetera. So when you're, like, trying to build a contender, don't think, oh, this guy only has two years left. You always want to play to win now, A, because you probably paid league fees. Yeah. Like do you really just want to
1: forfeit for that just to be a part of something? No, you're trying to win. So, I I think this uh I got a question and I think it's it's one we can bring up now and one we can bring up in the next episode. We can bring up questions anytime you think them. How about that? Um Does off-season stuff matter in dynasty with obviously drafting and trading uh players?
0: Uh so case in point, I started all of my dynasties this year and how it came about i ran into the whole concept i'm like "Ooh, this sounds awesome all of our moves matter right now and we haven't like nfl isn't even preseason yet yeah like in like our league here dynasty sup league we're gonna do our startup draft this next week and we're gonna use sleeper bot uh so another mention if you guys have iphones check out SleeperBot. it's free It's a good way to do mock drafts. You can change the settings any way you want. Um, And we're going to use it. And as a commissioner, I like it because there's no timer. And I can share the links so you can see the whole draft board. Um, So that's awesome. But case in point, we're going to do our startup. And then we're going to have the rookie draft late, mid-August. And you're going to have three to four weeks to make moves to set yourself up for that rookie draft if you want to. In my other league um two guys forfeited all their picks and they picked up elite guys they're like i don't care about this rookie draft class i just want elite guys to start my dynasty so that's a strategy like you can literally be like if you get the the one five you'd be like yo i'll trade out of this but you have to give me uh you know like travis kelsey (laughs) but all right get an elite tight end but i'm no longer in the first round of this rookie draft so those are, you know, interesting decisions that you can make.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting because he might suck this year. I mean, just 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 because of football and injury and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm not worried about the the rookie draft, but let me take this player, and then it might it might work out in your favor. It might not. It's, I
0: mean, case it's, in it's point, it's gambling. It is, and that's one of my friends. He's an attorney. He literally said, you're doing Mm -hmm. Dynasty. He's like, I want in. I was like, so what's your interest here? He's like, I want to see how much it's luck versus, like, truly building a team year after year. And he's right (laughs) to a degree. Like, case in point, David Johnson went down last year. Whoever had him. Dude, you just lost – like, you lost so much draft value by having your 1-1 go in the first – it was the first game, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I believe so. So, when you talk draft value, that's insane. You lost your 1-1 for the year. Like, at least get eight games out. Or, like, case in point, I had Deshaun – I traded for Deshaun Watson, and I had him for one more game before he went down. But he went off for, like, 40 points that game. (laughs) So, I got a win. That's part of it. But, um,
1: can you hear that or no? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Uh, All I can hear is your beautiful, angelic voice. Thanks. (laughs) It is the Heel Pro 40. (laughs) Um, But no, and so
0: Yeah, please. Um, (laughs) Free mics for everybody. Uh, (laughs) Mic's hard? No. (laughs) Um, So in, in Dynasty, every move you make could be important. Case in point, I traded away Shady McCoy in another league. And the guy, he was set up because he has the 1-1. So, he's like, oh, this is going to be perfect. He's like, I'm going to have Zeke. I'm going to have McCoy. And I'm going to have Saquon. Now, what does he have based on whatever McCoy's is doing with this, this domestic thing? He's going to have just he's Zeke and Saquon. And that's his whole team. <laughs> so, luckily, I got rid of McCoy before whatever is about to happen. But I, I was trying to sell him to everybody in the league. And everybody's like, oh, he's only good for one or two more years. I'm like... Dude, come on! I think I actually got Melvin Gordon from him.
1: So, um, so, so, yeah. Um, um, like you said, being you are in multiple leagues, and in one league you did that. Um, would you say being in multiple leagues is an asset because you can trial and error? Or is it more so of I'm smiling you know so big at JT right now, <laughs> he knows I love this question. <laughs> or is it a huge Ah oh man, I got like ten leagues to worry about or the five, whatever. Um how how would you describe being in multiple leagues? So in being in multiple leagues, uh
0: that's I love that question. Because You're, you're welcome. First off, you have to be a little obsessed to be in multiple leagues. Sure. And most people know me, I'm all in or I'm not. And so they're not at all surprised that not only am I in each league, but I'm also commissioning
1: each league. <laughs> too 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 far in.
0: And too you you saw in. the Google Doc, right? Like it's it's intense. The Google Doctor?
1: Yes, I saw that.
0: Yeah. Like, that's how I'm running it. I'm doing Google Docs for all off-season transactions. A lot of people use my fantasy league. You'll see it commonly referred to as MFL. Uh, there's a, a yearly fee for that. I think it was around $75. So I didn't want to put that on the extra guys. And I, I like being hands-on. I like doing Excel sheets. So I, I've created Google Docs for all of my leagues. And uh, basically all trades come through me. And then I update the rosters. And then in-season, we'll use Yahoo, which I've used for five years and I've enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. And most most of my guys in my leagues, all of us are in Yahoo, so it makes it easy to go to one app and you see everything. Um, but to answer your question, it puts you in a weird spot being in multiple leagues. So mm-hmm. in most of these dynasties, the few that are in all three of my leagues, they like, they've looked at my roster and they, I've constructed them almost all the same. <laughs> I've gotten, I've traded into two elite wide receivers. I own Aaron Rodgers in most of the leagues. Uh, in fact, he's yeah. I overpaid in one league just to get him because I'm a Packers fan. Um, what?
1: So <laughs> does that hurt? Well, no, but does it hurt you in the sense of? you're very, like, these are the guys I like. Like about the trade you talked about earlier, does it hurt you in the sense of these are the, these are the guys I like, so I'm not going to stray from that in any of my fantasy leagues or, you know, right, right. do you uh, experiment with each league?
0: So, uh, Joby, he's in this league. Uh, Joby is on the West Coast. You're going to face him. He and I are amazing trade partners, mm-hmm. just so you know. The reason we are is because he loves rookies and I love known values and elites. So he will usually acquire known values and elites and I will usually acquire extra picks. And then he and I are beautiful trade partners because I give him all my extra picks and he gives me, you know, we don't even do it like, Hey, go get this guy for me. It's not even that it's just, Ooh, you just got that guy. I'll take him. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely take notes. There's going to be, especially I like 12 owners because everybody runs it differently. Um, But to answer your, if I, like, Joby's in three leagues with me, and he and I actually have our own league where I own six teams, he owns six teams. (laughs) (laughs) And our rule there is we cannot trade to our own team.
1: (laughs) Obsessive much?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's pretty cool because he and I were even talking. Like, I built one team almost entirely on young upside guys. Mm-hmm. And I built one team entirely just like my other two leagues. So I'm kind of like weighing that out and then like with with our league I've made 2018, 2019, 2020 uh draft picks eligible for trade. So you know that, right?
1: So you you've made years
0: It's the in NBA the rule. It's it's years basically in the be-
1: future available for draft in your 6 on 6
0: no no, in, in our league here too, Dynasty sub
1: league. Oh, okay. So okay.
0: like as soon as we do our startup, I could literally play JT. I will give you 2020 first rounder and a 2019 first round for AB if you draft Antonio Brown.
1: See, I I personally like it because it makes long term maybe. <laughs> well, not only long term, but um you're thrown in to uh more what it's like to be a GM Correct. in like real life, which yeah. is it, – it's kind of cool. Obviously, fantasy uh, that – Yeah, I mean, all, all of us before. would love to
0: have Rodgers, A.B., and Hopkins all yeah. on the same team, which I, I mean, do, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what's great about it is that just because they play so great on different teams doesn't mean they would play great together. Well, team chemistry in this world isn't that much, but <laughs> okay. Bro, is well, there a lock, yeah, locker not, room not, fight in yours? Not in this world, but like... It the Donahoo doghouse.
0: They're going to fight in his locker
1: room. You're telling well, me it, now. It poses very interesting questions as like, you know, a salary cap and all that. Hey, if this guy was with this guy, look what they would do. You know? Well,
0: so you want to I mean, talk, I'm
1: getting a little ahead of everything, but... You
0: you want to talk deep, dude. The Some dynasties, so they, they have salary caps, which for me as a commissioner is way too much to handle. People have made it easy and all that, but that's cool because then you start to see trades like real life where like, for instance, you, you have a B and Hopkins for like two years, but then Mm -hmm. you have to make that decision be like, these two are isolating half of my salary cap. Do I want to stay with two elites or do I go obtain like a Juju Smith Schuster who has two years on a rookie contract left? You know
1: what I mean? See, here's my problem with that is you take the fantasy out of fantasy football. It's too real. And, and you, <laughs> exactly. You might as well put it in to I basically pay to try to be a real GM. And I – well, that's
0: – so the business side of me, I, I love that.
1: But you're in right. In a sense. Yeah. I in a I sense personally, of making it work. But the whole thing of fantasy football in, in like, let's say the, the casual – For Uh, yes, exactly. It's too much. Is I want the best I'm able to get, without having to think about salary cap because that's a that's a that's not even on the alphabet in my book.
0: So and 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 you're gonna understand this because I I know you you've looked hard at making your passion your job. Mm -hmm. When a hobby becomes too much work, you enjoy it less. And your your too much Absolutely. work threshold is is entirely independent of you and your goals and what you truly enjoy. Like, I am a stats junkie. I love Excel. So asking me to, hey, man, can you do the league score, like, all the points in the sheets? And you've seen our Google sheets. Like, I have everybody's schedule set that if, as soon as I put in the points total, I put in formulas whether it gave you a win or loss. Like, I like that stuff. But if I ask you to do it, you like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and, and again, going back to like your league in a commissioner, some commissioners literally will set up a league to make money. I set up a league to have fun. In one league, I'm still uh, accumulating extra fees because I, I fronted all the money for the trophies. Like, we have perpetual trophies. So mm-hmm. the point in time when I feel like I'm paid back on the trophies, I'll probably like, all right, the prize pool just got bigger. Um, <laughs> and and most people, and I'm sure you already appreciate this, you you probably wouldn't care if I pick up a small fee because I'm organizing I'm staying on top of everything.
1: Sure. Uh, well, it's also I recognize that time is money and, right. and how most much time you put into yeah. it. Yeah.
0: And, like, there's one league my dad was involved in. It was, like, two 18-team leagues and double-up copies and stuff. It was, like, 36 and it was high stakes, like, $250 entry or something. I'm like, the no. commissioner to oversee <laughs> all of that, like, with player copies? Dude, that's too much work. Yeah. Um, okay. So, anyway, back to your – the interesting thing about owning several teams and several leagues is you do have the option to experiment uh, you're going to be in different stages with each team as well, unless you built them exactly the same, and that's impossible with different league mates. Like I truly, in one league, I want to acquire Melvin Gordon. The other guy that owns him will not give him to me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> unless I overpay, and I'm I, I will overpay for Aaron Rodgers because I'm a Packers fan. And in Dynasty, there's a part of me that says if I can own the guy for five to seven years and that helps me enjoy football more, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take away my competitive side. I'm going to be a homer and a fanboy. So that is not how to play competitively. But if you truly love a player, like a lot of my guys are Russell Wilson fans because they're Seahawks. They live in Seattle. You will, and that's the difference too, talking strategy. In Dynasty, you're going to – what's it? Okay. Uh, in Dynasty, you're going to um, – I make some decisions based on who I want to own for a long time and redraft coming into this next year. I'm going to make decisions based on who gives me the most competitive, whether I like the player or not. Cause like yeah. you said, you're the actual GM. How many GMs when they take over a team, like keep the players they want. You know what I mean? Like you, if you take over a team, you get rid of who you don't want and you acquire who you do
1: want. Sure. Or who you're willing to put up with the BS with. Yeah.
0: So in uh, my multiple leagues, I actually designed one league entirely. I designed every single roster. And then I assigned, we randomly assigned the owners. So I call it the rebuild league. All of us have now rebuilt our teams a little bit to how we want them. And it was a crapshoot. I got assigned a roster. I'm like, ooh, I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. And I started trading. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> Like, it allowed – and a lot of the guys shared the other league. And they're like, well, this is different because I don't control the team. But, hey, I'm down. And, obviously, I made the entry for that league less and the prize payout less. But in year four, eventually, that team's going to be the team we own. Like, it's going to be yours. No different. You take over a football program like John Gruden. You took over (laughs) Dungy's program and
1: you go to the Super Bowl, right? So, you know. So, real quick, what are your – I guess, uh, recommendations for someone looking to obviously get in the fantasy football, but, um, I guess the different tiers as in like, all right, you have your standard regular fantasy football that everyone knows you, you draft different players every year. Um, the dynasty, which is more long-term and I believe it was shooter. Could be no keep keeper keeper. What? Yeah. Wow. I, don't know why. I mean, it's an
0: err, but um, <laughs> I think it's very important to reach out and ask the commissioner what their playing rules are and make sure it's something you want to do. Um, there's some leagues that do one QB, which is more realistic. I don't like one QB leagues because mm-hmm. it, de- it strictly devalues the quarterback. If you have 12 teams and one quarterback, you only need 12 quarterbacks, whereas ours, the Superflex League, you can start two quarterbacks. So that means 24 quarterbacks are suddenly viable, Mm -hmm. leaving eight extra. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So whereas in a 10-team, one-quarterback league, for the most part, you could pick up any quarterback you want off the waiver and start them, stream them. Um, Sure. And streaming, for those not yet aware, streaming means that, Week to week, you just pick the best matchup for that position. And there's a lot of experts that in a one-quarterback league, they will draft quarterbacks in the eighth round. And they will just pick two more and just stream the best they can. So whereas here for Dynasty Superflex, I promise you you'll probably see three or four quarterbacks go in the first two rounds. You're probably going to see – well, maybe not this year, um, but usually you'll see Brady, Wilson, Watson,
1: Rogers. Really hung up on Watson, huh? Everybody for some reason loves Watson. So is that your, that's just the consensus? It's not your personal Yeah, first that, that wasn't me.
0: Um, in this last startup, I was in the 12th position which I like in the snake draft because that means I get the 12th you get and the two 13th back picks. Whereas, yeah. Uh you're the second pick, aren't you? Yes. So you're going to get elite running back or wide receiver and then you're going to get number 23. You're 2 and 23.
1: Whereas I'll take 12 and 13. So you're more evenly Spread out in a yeah, sense. You're
0: gonna have crazy elite, and then like the second tier guy. I'm gonna have two almost first tier guys.
1: So what I'm alluding to is like it doesn't always pay off to be the first pick in the draft because yeah, you get probably you get Gurley or you Bell. Be, well, depending on or injury, yeah. you get the best guy, and then uh, the third uh, twenty fourth best guy. Yeah, twenty fourth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know averages out that's like the you know yeah the so 12th f- best guy
0: for those at home if you're able to pick a draft position you probably want anywhere from 4 to 8 because 4 you're you're in the elite running back and then you're at like 19 20
1: i guess we can also save that question for the next one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you get to pick it yeah um but the And I've always – I've never minded being at the end in a snake because I like the turnaround, and Mm -hmm. I like not having to think about what four other owners are going to do and possibly take my guy. Whereas if you're in the middle of the pack, you got to look both sides and stay mindful of the other rosters that they're building. Case in point, you're at two, and you got assigned that from our lottery. Um, At two, you have an interesting decision. You can do the the Zeke, the Bell, or the Gurley, whichever is left to you, or you could go dynasty mode, a lot of guys go Hopkins or A B one or two. Because wide receivers usually don't get injured. They're usually separate from the field. There's like five elite guys. You got Hopkins, A B, you got Keenan Allen coming up. You got Mike Evans in the in the mix. Uh I feel like I'm missing one more. But either way, you have like four elite guys. And then you got A.J. Green and Julio Jones that could be that way. They're obviously a little bit older, but some people argue. Like, I saw a stat today in one of the groups. Julio Jones is the best wide receiver, even though A.B. technically scores more. (laughs) If Julio actually caught the ball in the end zone, he'd be all right. (laughs) But at the two position, you definitely have a debate. Like, do you go for the super elite running back and start from the the ground, or do you go ahead and get the wide receiver? Sure. Me in the 10 spot, um, I have the possibility that Rodgers will actually wheel to me or Hopkins, for some ungodly reason, gets that late because everybody's just going running back heavy. And a lot of that's league-dependent too. Um, PPR points per reception, if you get running backs like Kamara, who catch – he was the wide receiver 21 last
1: year. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. And I'm also thinking that you should save that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty
0: sure Kamara's gone by the time I'm on 10. So, Um, but no, um, and this, again, alludes to or goes back to whatever you want to call it. um, Dynasty, you want to set the groundwork, but so many things, so many decisions and variables. Um, But that's what we're here for. We're hoping to supplement your thoughts, support your team, message us, hit any of us up. I have no problems. If I don't uh, real, know it, if I don't know it, I have no problems with
1: like, uh, I don't know. Or I'll give you my best <laughs> bet from that situation. So just real quick, um, the point of the Dynasty Sups podcast is?
0: To absolutely be something you can lean on and help your own dynasty with. You can support it. You can supplement it. It's something. Hopefully, we're entertaining enough, and you get something from us. Um, because it'll probably be myself, John Banks, as like the lead hosts. Whenever he had a lot of stuff come up, and that's the other thing. Like Dynasty is more of a commitment, um, because you have to be on the ball in the off season. A lot of leagues, they'll actually, the commissioner was set up to hibernate. Uh, I don't know if I told you that. You did and, not. For me, I just wouldn't want to be a part of that. I mean, I get it. The NFL doesn't always trade during the offseason, too, but look at all the activity we've had. Sure. Now, DeMarco Murray, who didn't have a team, might have a team if McCoy gets suspended. Like, the bills will come calling. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, all these things happen. Or, case in point, you might want to make moves now, if you own McCoy, to, like, hedge against not having a running back before the, the rookie draft. Or other people obviously seeing that news. like The first thing I do when I see news, I go see who owns that player and see what they want to do, give or take. Or I get to talk trash. <laughs> that, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and so that's the dynasty element that you don't get with family redraft um, or a redraft league. Redraft league, I talk to the guys just because we're all friends, but I don't talk to them about football, Yeah. like in the offseason and all that. Whereas – once you commit to like a dynasty league, you're almost like a, it's a brotherhood or sisterhood that you know things go on year round and be like, oh hey, uh, like I immediately start talking trash to the guy I traded McCoy to. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> my my man. <laughs> it's like it looks like I won that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and the other cool things like in year four, somebody can bring up that trade and be like, yo, you gave him this, this, and this though, you know. So and that's oh internet. Are we good?
1: Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last cool. part went out. Um,
0: no, but that's the best part about Dynasty is if you have the same owners and nobody dips out. Like, dude, you there's so much tradition and folklore and things you can build on and just enjoy. That, that, that to me is a part of it. And like, you know, there's the Fantasy Footballers, which is another resource you can go to. They have a podcast every day during the season, which is amazing. <laughs> or rough. <laughs> uh, so we're hoping with Dynasty Sup to do at least two a week, uh, one to recap and then one to set up. Uh, what uh, days
1: are uh, would the podcast be out? Uh, I'm hoping to
0: publish Wednesday and Sunday morning is what I'm hoping. Sunday morning, yeah. So let your morning routine, do your errands, listen to the podcast, set up your lineup.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
0: And, and then change it
1: and then change it on Wednesday.
0: Um and then uh Wednesday, <laughs> obviously we have to talk about the Thursday night game, what happened on Monday. Like I'm gonna record it on Tuesday, but I hope to have it posted on Wednesday. I gotcha or late Tuesday night each time, you know what I mean? And you know this from editing. It doesn't always, (laughs) you don't like, I have some stuff that uh, Alita and I did on our podcast where I I haven't posted like three episodes of that. They're just
1: on my computer recorded. (laughs) Sometimes you don't say the best things, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that too. (laughs) um, But no, that, that's the goal is
0: to have a reliable Episode and entertainment that you can come to uh, the website. I'm going to try to also write articles almost daily every other day. Not everybody likes to read. I happen to like to write. So words are hard. Words can be hard. Um, And a lot of that will be off-the-cuff strategy. Um, Some of it will be based on our league exactly. Like, say, you and John make some trade that I totally don't agree with. I'm going to tear it apart. Sure. (laughs) But you guys,
1: you're going to like that because then you'll
0: be like, ooh, I wasn't thinking about that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it brings a different perspective into what you think of trades and, uh, you know, what you might do. Yeah. Or it, if you're presented with the same situation, what you could have done different.
0: Right. And the other thing, like people need to understand, like, I'm just one person offering my take on it. And like, I see so many heated discussions, but you also don't understand context. Like our, what we would do in a 12 team super flex, uh, super flex league quarterbacks are way more valuable so when you ask me a trade question like if you JT asked me I get it because I know the only league you're in right now is our league with our rules so I know mm. where you'll be coming from but these other guys will ask like well would you trade like some guy today said would you, would I drop Casey Keenum for Mason Rudolph I was like so Casey Keenum's your third quarterback you're in a one quarterback league he's not even see your starting lineup but why would you also then go pick up Mason Rudolph who nobody's going to pick up either? Yeah. So Whereas what do you,
1: you know, why does it matter?
0: Me and you, where we have Superflex plus taxi squad, you and I are definitely picking up Mason Rudolph. Like <laughs> I'm going to stash him for three years. And when yeah. big bang goes down, I got Mason, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's, that's things based on your league rules that you need to think about. And a lot of leagues don't do taxi squads. And we'll talk about that, um, in the, the draft strategy episode, um, uh, Probably next, if that's what we really want to do. Um, but know your league rules. Ask your commissioner what different things are. Hopefully, your commissioner is cool and tries to help you. Um, at least the first couple of years. But once you trounce him for a championship, he probably won't help you anymore. <laughs> so, for those in Damn my it. league listening, <laughs> I'm going to help you until you beat me too many times. <laughs> I, I want I want everybody in my league to be good and like stand for themselves. Um, but I don't want to go zero and fourteen.
1: <laughs> well, it, it makes it more challenging, and no one wants to win by a blowout. Or, or true competitors don't want to win by a blowout. You want to be like, hey man, I went against like the best in my conference, league, whatever, and you yep. know what? They're, my best lineup beat their best lineup. See,
0: and that's where I do want to win by a blowout because I want to be so good at GMing. I I obtained three elites to where my W four
1: is your starter. Well, that's a completely <laughs> – That's well, that, the level that, that, I want to get to. Something I want to get into, uh, you know, with the draft strategy and stuff like that is what exactly what you just said. Yeah. So, so do we want to go to that next? I'll, I think it's a good idea. I got a cool. bunch of questions. Cool. That, awesome.
0: Um, sup.com is not yet up and running. This podcast will be airing soon. That was episode one on July 10th. JT Donahue. And Ben Osman. Appreciate you, bud. Love you. <laughs> See you guys for episode two draft strategy. <laughs>